Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality one topic at a time. This is Increase the Reality with Shane Jones. What is up, inquirers, and welcome to the expanse of deep, open-minded conversation. I'm the one they call Shane, and in today's discussion, we jump right into the fun of exploring this fascinating world around us. From the paranormal to what could lurk in the caves below our feet, the next adventure is just around the corner, waiting for you to discover it. But before we get into all that fun stuff today, we got some news and updates, and of course, the front of house stuff. For uh, anybody that hasn't checked out the Open Minds Media merch store and the Christmas design that I recently uploaded, highly recommend doing that before it gets pulled off of the store until possibly next year. Uh, There is a promotional code that is Squatchmas that will be usable until the end of December. So if you haven't already used that, it's for 10% off. Highly recommend taking advantage of that and picking yourself up something really cool from the Open Minds Media merch store. And uh, hopping into the front of house. If you aren't already checking me out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, or Discord, highly recommend that you do. Uh, the one that I'm the most active on, of course, is Instagram, but definitely uh, recommend following all the way across social media. And I'm still trying to build the Discord. Had a lot of new members popping in there. So to all those new members that are also listeners, greatly appreciate you guys. Uh, we're starting to build that up. It's starting to get extensively interactive, which is exactly what I've been trying to do from the first place. And it's only going to keep getting better and better. So if you guys want to pop in and have some conversations with some like-minded individuals, highly recommend that you do so because the time is now, of course. And uh, if anybody's interested in being a guest on the show or having me as a guest on your show or possibly sponsoring the show in some way, shape or form, definitely get a hold of me. You guys can do so through email, which is increase our reality podcast at outlook.com. Or you guys can hit me up on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, whatever it is. Just find a way to get a hold of me, of course. Or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form. And of course, that goes directly to my email. And if anybody wants to report an encounter, no matter how big, no matter how small, whether it's paranormal, uh, cryptids, uh, aliens, UFOs, abductions, weird phenomenon, near-death experiences, anything like that. I want to be able to sit down. I want to have a conversation with you about it. Uh, so... You guys can uh, report those encounters to OMM Encounter Reports at Outlook.com 
or you guys can go to the link tree and there is a special submission form exclusively for that. And uh, we can have a little bit of back and forth, decide what you want to do with sharing your encounter. Either it can just stay with me if you don't want it to get out to anybody else, you want somebody to just talk about with it, or you could be featured on the show and I can read your experience on the show. Or if it's an extensive enough experience, you might even have the chance of being a guest on the show. But the only way that'll ever happen is if you guys share your encounters to OMM Encounter Reports at Outlook.com. Had to drop it twice just to make sure that you guys get it, of course. And if you guys can't get enough of the stuff that I do, definitely go and check out Bizarre Encounters. That is my other show that I do with my awesome co-host, Oren Felix. And uh, we have a lot of fun over there, deep diving into cryptids, paranormal, UFO, aliens, folklore, all that fun stuff. And that one's a little bit different than this show. We do have some interviews in there in the mix, of course, but the majority of it is Orn and I deep diving into some fascinating topics. So if you guys want to see that side of the research that I do, definitely go and check out Bizarre Encounters. And if you guys want to keep tabs on everything I do, don't forget to go and follow Open Minds Media across social media. Uh, I do have the YouTube, TikTok, and Discord, all in the name of that. Puts both shows in one place, makes it a little bit easier for me, and makes it so that all you guys can interact, no matter which show that you guys listen to, of course. And if you guys want to support the show, a couple different ways to do so. Number one is to become a Patreon member. There are multiple tiers over there, and I now have a seven-day free trial for the $5 tier. And uh, over there, you'll get things such as ad-free episodes, early access to episodes, lives of episodes, live replays of episodes, which is the raw video format, uh, exclusive merch store discounts, exclusive giveaways, and soon enough, there will be the ex Patreon exclusive show, Bizarre Inquiries, which will be what-if scenarios that Orn and I will dive into. It'll be a video format show. It'll be a lot of fun. And if you guys want to submit any questions for that for us to discuss, uh, you guys can definitely get a hold of me through the email or through social media because we would love to have a little database of questions that you guys would love for us to discuss on that show. And also with the Patreon, you don't just get inquiries of our reality. You also get Bizarre Encounters. So it's a little bit more bang for your buck. You get not just one show, but of course, two shows and soon to be three shows. So, and uh, beyond that, if you guys want to donate to the show directly to make it so I can get out to more events, be able to meet more of you guys, you guys can donate directly through Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, or Red Circle, which is the RSS host for the show. Uh, trying to build it up so eventually I can do this full time. I can keep writing books for you guys. I can keep dropping uh, episodes for you guys. I can get more into video content. I can go out and do some investigations more often. But the only way that I'll ever get to that point is with your guys' help. So if you guys want to promote somebody's dream, don't forget to support the show in some way, shape, or form uh, because I put my heart and soul into this show and hopefully you guys enjoy it just as much as I enjoy doing it. But, you know, that's that's the dream, of course, is that one day you want to be able to do your passions full-time. But again, the only way I'm ever going to get there is with your guys' help. And if you guys just listen and support the show, I appreciate you all the same. I'm just glad that you guys are out there listening because you guys are making it so that this dream can come true. And uh, beyond that... If you guys want to go and pick up some OMM merchandise, you guys can go to the OMM merch store. And over there, you'll get Bizarre Encounters, Inquiries of All Reality, and some of my other cryptid designs that I'm starting to expand over there. Like I said, such as the uh, Mary Squatchmas design that I was working on. And if you guys are on the Patreon, like I said, you get exclusive merch store discounts. But if you don't want to do that quite yet, at least go and use the code Squatchmas. I'm going to drop that another time so you guys can use it before the end of the year because I want to make sure that you guys are able to pick up something nice for yourself at a discounted rate, of course. And uh, the fourth way you guys can support the show is through leaving reviews on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever podcatcher that you use. And of course, if you guys leave a five-star review, I will read it on the show, give you guys a big shout out. And you guys can also share the show with friends if you think anybody would really, really enjoy the show. And if you guys do that, greatly, greatly appreciate it. But like I said, if you guys don't want to do any of that, I'm just glad you guys are out there enjoying the show. And uh, if you guys 
aren't doing one of those things, at least shoot me a message. Let me know that you guys enjoyed the show because I love hearing from you guys. That's my absolute favorite. So, you know, just shoot me a message. Say that you enjoyed a specific episode, any of that. Any kind of interaction with you guys uh, means the world to me. So, and uh, going into some of my other friends, of course, that I want to support in the community. I recently got hooked up with I Know Squatch. That's uh, Rick and Hans. They have some awesome, awesome Sasquatch merchandise. I wear it pretty much every single day, the hats at least, the whoop hats, and they sent me some awesome t-shirts recently. So if you guys want to go and pick up yourselves some Squatch gear, highly recommend going and checking out I Know Squatch. Uh, they are on Etsy, they're on Instagram, all of that. And of course, the links are down in the show description. And uh, beyond that, don't forget to go and check out Joe over there, Crypto Theology. He's been supporting the show since the beginning. So of course, I'm going to do everything I can in my power to support everything that he's doing because beyond Sasquatch, he does all the best of every other cryptid you could possibly imagine. He's got an extensive library of t-shirts now. He's been building it up over the last two, going on, I think, three years now. So if you guys haven't scooped something from Crypto Theology, highly recommend that you do because half my closet is I Know Squatch and the other half is Crypto Theology, of course. And uh, to all my paranormal investigators out there, don't forget to get yourself a Chattergeist that is made by Dimension Devices, and Barry over there is the one that programs it. So if you guys have any questions about it whatsoever, you guys can go hit him up on Instagram. And if you guys want to listen to an episode talking about the Chattergeist before you pick it up, uh, you guys can go back a few episodes in the feed. You'll find it. It's uh, Barry Dimension Devices, of course. And uh, I use it on every single paranormal investigation that I go on. It's an all-in-one device. It's absolutely fantastic. And I don't think that there's a better device out there on the market. So I highly recommend picking one up for yourself. And I know up until January 1st, they're doing a 15% off of that device, of course, on their website. But don't forget to use the affiliate link because that greatly, greatly, greatly helps out the show. And uh, everything that I mentioned is all available in the link tree, which is available down in the show description. And with that, let's get into the show. Please welcome to the show, publisher and presenter, Sheetan Noir. How's it going today? Hi, it is going great. How are you doing? Not too bad. It's glad. To, it's awesome to finally get you on this side of the show. I know I had you on Bizarre Encounters a long time ago, and for whatever reason, we never got around to having you on Inquiry. So I'm glad that we're sitting here now and we're finally getting to do this. Yeah, I um, saw your posting about you know being on the uh the new uh, content. So just thought I would stop in and say hi. Always nice to reconnect too. After a little bit of time off, we briefly talked for a little bit, I think at uh, the first Bigfoot and bruise and then you weren't there last year. Yes. So that, that was our leeway in. And I'm glad that we finally came back around again. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe that I was actually, um, because that um, was the second weekend of September. So I was actually on my way um, to the Mothman Festival down in West Virginia. Um, but I had a huge week-long trip that I was doing before Mothman to, um, well, get stories for my magazines. So um, I, I missed out on Bigfoot and Blues, but... Boy, did we have our hands full at Mothman. So, um, you know, made up for, for it with that one. So I'm still yet to make it to Point Pleasant. I've actually driven past it a few mm. times going to West Virginia and everything, but I'm looking forward to hopefully next time I go to West Virginia, I can stop in at Point Pleasant, hopefully make it to Mothman Fest. Hopefully 2024, I'll end up making it this year, even if I'm not a vendor. Well, 
Mothman. So it was kind of weird this year because in years past when I've been there, the weather was hot. We're talking 90 degrees in the shade. And this is in September where here in Michigan, we're used to like, you know, high 70s. So this year at Mothman, on the Saturday, which drew 25,000 people, wow, is the estimate that we heard. It was actually really nice. It was 80 degrees and a good breeze blowing. Unfortunately, that meant Sunday it was a downpour. And it proceeded to downpour early in the morning and kind of stemmed off to a light drizzle for the rest of the day. But still, there was about 5,000 people there um, on Sundays. So... Rain or shine, Mothman Festival is busy. So uh, get there early if you want to have a parking spot anywhere within walking distance. Say, wow, I saw all the pictures of it. I didn't realize there was that many people there. That's awesome. I saw like the Skyview pictures and oh, it looked yeah. pretty packed, but I couldn't tell exactly how big the event was. But yeah, hopefully I'll get to make it to make it to it this year because I'm still yet to touch the Mothman's butt like everybody gets to do, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. So we were in the presenter's tent because I presented down there this year. And my best friend who was with me, um, she works as my personal assistant. And she was just having a good time watching all the like people line up to take pictures with the, the Mothman and like all the food items that were getting like deposited around him. Uh, and then she was talking to some locals and they said, yeah, at the end of the day, um, the local authorities just come and collect all the food and they give it to the local food pantry. So that's kind of nice. But on Saturday, like the food lines were an hour long wait. Wow. Um, and to get into the actual Mothman museum, was I want to say we watched people wait for like an hour, 15 minutes at a time to get in there. So, um, you know, busy, busy, busy. Say, and I thought that uh, CryptidCon was big. And I think that Small Town Monsters is starting to grow up a little bit. I mean, I'm going to be there again this year. I'm going to be vending the, vending for that one. But uh, yeah, I thought those were big festivals. I didn't even realize like the extent of how big the Mothman Festival was other than, you know, it's probably oh, one it's of the most popular cryptids out there. <laughs> Oh, it's it's huge. Um, from what I understand, it is the biggest outdoor cryptozoology uh, festival, conference, what have you, in the world. So it's drawing 25,000 people. That's huge. I mean, it was it was big. So I'm going to have to try to make sure I get on vending that at some point, because that sounds like it'd be a lot of fun. And I feel like it would do a lot of good for the show as far as getting the name out there. It seems like that'd be the there, one if I'm going to do were, any of them. <laughs> yeah, there were, there was actually a lot of podcasts there. So, um, you know, ones that you might not know about and they were just handing out, you know, their business cards, you know, um, little, uh, promotional items. So it's definitely something to check out and uh, go to. If you're into cryptozoology, I always recommend the Mothman Festival. Just make sure if you're not a, uh, a presenter or a vendor, make your hotel reservation <laughs> at least six months ahead of time. We were checking in um on the Friday before Mothman or of, of the weekend and a whole line of us uh, presenters, including like the mountain monster guys 
and um, Chad Lewis and uh, Kevin Nelson. And we're listening to the phone conversations of the, the receptionists. And people are calling in trying to get a reservation and they're laughing and they're like, this must be your first time coming to Mothman because we've been booked solid for three months now. So they were like trying to clue people in. You have to make your reservation six months ahead of time. And even when like, so they, we all got to have a breakfast buffet in the morning and the waitress was telling like those of us who showed up at like 630 y'all better eat fast and get down to Mothman if you want parking because they will, you know, people fill up that town so fast. She's like, and don't you dare park on that bridge. They'll tow your car just like that. So I like grabbed what I could, wrapped it in a napkin, shoved it in my pocket, grabbed my best friend stuff. We loaded because <laughs> I have my three little dogs with me that travel with me, loaded our stuff, but we were already, you know, to go, got down there Saturday morning. Um, and that was when we could load in. So we had to park two blocks away from the, the vending booth or the vending tent and then haul my stuff down there um, on my uh, wagon. So we did that. And then we were asking like everybody else, well, where did you guys park to get this close? And they're like, right there. <laughs> and I'm like, mm. so the next morning we were up out. And so um, that was Saturday, Saturday night, Steve Ward and Chad Lewis invited me and my friend uh, to go to the mothman hayride so that was pretty cool we went on that and then we stopped at the famous pizza place where um the first eyewitnesses stopped and it's changed locations but we stopped there for a mothman pizza and on our way leaving there we got a flat tire so chad and kevin came back and helped us um somewhat fix the flat tire we had put fix a flat in there don't ever do that <laughs> that don't last nothing. very long <laughs> we we were four miles away from the hotel so we limped back to the hotel and by the next morning of course my tire is flat and everybody's like hey ma'am your tire's flat we're like we know we know we know mountain monster guys are like uh, uh honey uh your your tire's flat you you want us to do something <laughs> about that i'm like well we already tried to put the flat on it we couldn't get the lug nuts off oh yeah Yep, yep. I said, we're going to Walmart's. They have an auto center. All right, you you have a safe. Okay, safe trip. So we didn't even have breakfast. We got down to Walmart's. I pull in, I'm the first one there. And I'm like, hey, this is what happened. And they're like, a Ford Escape? I'm like, yeah. They're like, you know, the lug nuts swell on those. We might not have lug nuts to replace. I said, I don't care. Super glue something on there. I just need a new tire so I can get to the Mothman Festival, do my presentation, and then go home. I said, I live in Michigan. Just get me home. They're like, okay. So they were able to put a brand new tire on there, new lug nuts, out the door. And I was like, oh, thank you, crypto gods or whatever is watching over me. Made it there, got a parking spot right next to the tent. And we sat there for the rest of the day in the cold. And of course... My idea is you always dress, you know, the part of being a presenter, like, you know, a college professor or something like that. And me and my friend looked at each other and we're like, nah, sweatpants and leggings. We're good. <laughs> we looked over, we looked over at, uh, over at Steve and Chad. We're like, uh, huh, uh, you guys are wearing flannels and jeans. We're fine. <laughs> Man, that's what I end up wearing when I present. It's usually a flannel and jeans. I feel like it kind of fits the ambiance as far as like cryptozoology goes. You're, that's what you'd, you'd expect somebody to wear when they're on like a squatch hike. So it works. It fits in perfect. Right. <laughs> but uh, I guess to get everything rolling, of course, um, 
because I'm definitely going to, of course, try to make it to Mothman Fest. And hopefully some of the listeners out there are able to make it to that too. If I can't make it this year, I'll definitely try to make it next year. But uh, f- to get everything rolling for everybody that may not be familiar with your work and exactly what you do and present about, uh, why don't you know, let them know a little bit about yourself and a little bit about what you do. Sure. Um, so I am the owner of Squatch GQ Publications, which covers... Um, Four different magazines. We have a combined magazine of Squatch GQ and Cryptozoology Digest. Um, more gravitating towards the new title being Cryptozoology Digest. Um, it's just a little bit more respectable sounding. Uh, and then there's Into the Liminal Abyss Paranormal Magazine, which covers paranormal, high strangeness, uh, UFOs, um, haunted locations, things of that nature. Then there is Rock Hound and Prospector Magazine and Dinosauria and Prehistoric Creatures Magazine. Plus, there are research journals available. And under that, um, my publishing company name, I have um, uh, Lake Monsters and Odd Creatures of the Great Lakes book and Flying Cryptids of the Midwest Beyond Mothman um, book. So uh, all those are available on Amazon. Uh, you just go on Amazon, type in Squatch GQ, and it will bring up all those magazine titles, um, all the current issues that are available, uh, the books, the field investigative journals. So all that's available on Amazon. Now, I am a presenter. I present at different paranormal conferences, different uh, cryptid events, Bigfoot conferences, um, all of those cool things. I do Bigfooting. I do Lake Monster investigations all over the country. Um, I also do podcast interviews, library presentations on, um, I think I offer 20 different uh, lectures at this point um, for library presentations. So I do library presentations all over Michigan uh, Illinois, Ohio, Indiana, Wisconsin. So I do a lot of library presentations uh, <laughs> that fills up my days. Um, and then if I'm not doing presentations, I am researching and writing. Um, and then I like to travel with my three little dogs, um, Tegan, Tigan, and Connor, which people uh, we'll see on my Facebook page. Um, and for social media, you can find me on Facebook or Shatan Noir, if you type that in. Um, if you're looking for the website or publications um, website, you can type in Squatch GQ Magazine or just Shatan Noir, and it should give you links to either one of us. So um, in a nutshell, that's me. <laughs> sounds like you say, stay extensively busy, but in a really good way. Cause it sounds like it's a lot of fun as, as busy as it is. <laughs> I, I do. And so like my, my trip, um, leading up to Mothman was, um, cave exploring, gem mining, fossil hunting, um, exploring an outdoor dinosaur park where the dinosaurs looked real um, my three little dogs really liked that. Um, and it was five acres of dinosaur, 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 which I loved. Um, ghost hunting at a jail, doing um, some revolutionary war sites, 
and uh, yeah, <laughs> eating at different places, just um, exploring Tennessee and North Carolina and uh, back into West Virginia. So, um, and even a historical town in Tennessee called Rugby, Tennessee. So, um, you know, lots of different adventures, but it's stuff that I write about in my magazines. So um, I'm always looking for interesting places to explore. And uh, my bag is always packed and ready to go. And the second my dogs see me pick up a leash, they know adventure is around the corner. So we're going. <laughs> it sounds awesome. So, I mean, just out of curiosity, what got you into everything? Was it like a personal experience or was it just an interest in all these different uh, Fortean topics? Or You know, um, for cryptozoology, my first... Um, experience was camping with my family at a campground here in Michigan. I believe it was called Crystal Lake because vividly I remember the, the lake was quite clear all the way down to the bottom. And at this campground, they had in a dog kennel, a like 12 by, you know, 10 dog kennel with a cement pond. There was an alligator <laughs> living there. It had its own little pond and they would tell the kids, me included, that they caught it out of the lake. So I was not going swimming, fishing, anything near that lake. <laughs> but one of the weekends that we were there, they decided for family movie night to show the Patterson-Gimlin film and The Legend of Boggy Creek. Ooh, that's a good one. See, I got that on Blu-ray. I bought the special edition when they re-released it. <laughs> so you can imagine, you know... Nine-year-old me, who was not quite aware of anything like this, watching this movie and going, those are real? Those are out in the woods? And then I spent an hour after the movies were done hiding in the women's bathroom, <laughs> um, too afraid to leave. And these two older women came in and asked me what was wrong. And I said, the Bigfoots are out there. They're going to get me and I'll never see my family again. So they escorted me back to our truck camper. And after that, my fascination with everything we didn't know began. So my mother got me a subscription to Fate Magazine. And that started it. I was reading every issue of Fate Magazine. I would go to the bookstore and get um, the little, you know, they had these books out that had like a chapter on everything like UFOs, Atlantis, Bigfoot, Bermuda Triangle. Um, and I would read them from, you know, cover to cover, trying to get as much, you know, information from there. And then rock hounding in, in gemstones. I mean, come on, who doesn't love a pretty gemstone? Um, you know, that, that, that's just, you know, a personal uh, interest of mine. And then, I have always loved dinosaurs and uh, prehistoric creatures like um, the mammoths and mastodons and smilodons. So I have always been interested in that. And fossils um, are just so cool to find. Um, we went to Aurora, um, North Carolina, where there is a museum there that is one of the coolest collection of prehistoric shark teeth. 
I have ever seen. And they have complete sets of Megalodon, um, but also like prehistoric tiger sharks and bull sharks and great whites and all of their ancestors. And then they have these gravel pits that the local phosphate mines just come and dump. And free of charge, you can go to the museum, but you can also go dig in the fossil pits. So my best friend sat for two hours while I like used my scoop and went through like um, box after box. Like I had my, 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 I went prepared. I had my, my scoop with me, my rock scoop stick. I had like the long leashes for the dogs. I was like, you're just staying right there where I tie you, um, which was to my leg because I was sitting down. And then I had like the different sifter uh, box screens and like for two hours I, and like I was finding itty bitty little shark teeth. And I'm like, I need something to put these in. I said, oh, I have an empty Tic Tac container in the car. So my poor best friend was going and she dug like through like the front of the car because we had my escape packed full. She found the Tic Tac container and like we're carefully putting like each little shark <laughs> tooth in there. And I'm like treasure, treasure, treasure. So the, the, the shark teeth were just as important to me to find as like the um, star sapphires and rubies that I found the day before when we were gem mining um, in North Carolina. So, um, you know, uh, I always say on my podcast to uh, stay curious out there and go explore the world. And that's what I try to do on my trips. I, I try to cover all of my bases, whether it's haunted, cryptid, rock hunting or dinosaurs and fossils um try to cover it all uh because that's you know just what i find interesting oh yeah i'm with you on that one it's not about the destination all the time it's also about the journey to get there and if you're not stopping at every cool little roadside attraction you could possibly find doing some paranormal yeah. investigating some squatching your waist in the trip oh my gosh <laughs> yes oh yes um particularly like driving at night and like making the comment to my my best friend boy, this is really squatchy around here. We better not see one of those. I don't care. I'm closing my eyes and saying, nope, nope, nope. I didn't see it. She's like, she's like, I know they're out there. I know they're, but I don't want to see one right now. I'm like, why? She's like, because it's foggy and we're driving at night and I don't want to get hit by one. Oh, we're not going to get hit one by one. We're going at least 55. They can't run that fast. They'll just go they up and over the hood. It'll be fine. <laughs> you know, so, you know, um, in the past, when we were driving, like, you know, when we traveled back in the early 2000s, um, because there was a gap where we didn't travel together. And, yeah, we would go on adventures and, you know, we would do uh, Civil War stuff, real revolutionary war stuff, which is her interest. Unless it's a haunted location, then, hey, that's up my alley. <laughs> now that's up her alley, too, because she's realized she's an empath, uh, which is fun as hell when we did we go to haunted locations it's like okay go ahead and she's like they're coming i'm like <laughs> i know they're coming you're like a beacon to them um and then you know going to like uh natural you know caves and things of that nature and like her realizing oh i actually like going caving and i'm like good because we're going to be doing a lot of it but now when we travel it's like so where are we going today? It's like, because <laughs> we would each pick, we would each like get, you know, I had some stuff planned out beforehand of where we were going, but then we would get in a location. We grab flyers. Ooh, this looks cool. Ooh, that cool. So we would each, you know, pick a day 
of what we were doing that day. And then the next day it was the, the other person's choice, you know, where we ate, where we, you know, traveled to. So it was always, you know, oh, we're going here. And it was like, oh yeah, this is pretty cool. And, you know, nice. Um, so we had, we had a good time. The only one that I was a little bit annoyed with was we went to, um, a cave in, um, uh, Tennessee and I had asked them how, you know, are the steps manageable? Cause I don't do all, I like, don't like to do a whole lot of steps and they're like, oh yeah, I'm like their standard size. And they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> we got down there and it's like 22 inch high steps. And I'm like, come on. I didn't even bring my walking stick with me. And so we did like the first level and a half. And then she was like, I'll do the other level. So I gave her my camera. So I'm sitting there on the steps. They are two levels like beneath me. I can't hear them. They can't hear me. And I hear about 10 feet to the side of me. I hear whispering. And I'm like, okay, there's something in this cave. <laughs> so she and the guide come back up and we go back out of the cave. And I said, so I just want to tell you, um, your cave is haunted. And he's like, yep, we know. Oh, okay. He's like, we're pretty sure it's Native American. He's like, but we don't tend to tell people because they scare and Honestly, we need the, we need the, you know, um, tourist dollars. I said, okay, no problem. So we get into the car and my best friend's like, oh, it wasn't just haunted. She's like, there are goblins down there. I That's said, Tennessee you for you. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? She said, we got down there and he looked one way and I looked over at this water, this area that had water. And there was a goblin like thing bending over the pool of water where people drop coins and it was grabbing the coins out of the water. And then when it realized I could see it, it scuttled into the shadows and was peeking out at us. But he either knew it was there and just ignored it or he didn't see it. She's like, but I saw it. I said, yeah, I heard a whispered gibberish conversation up where I was. She's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. She's like, so, so, so there's something down there. I said, oh, yeah. I said, whether it's haunted or it's the goblin-like things. Yeah, there's something there. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I feel like there's a connection between the native aspect and the goblin aspect that people usually dig into in Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of research on it, and I'm sure you're probably familiar with the Moon-Eyed people. And I have some theories about when they got chased off that they may have went down into these caves. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the goblins that people are seeing could actually be like the Moon-Eyed people's, you know, cent or like not centuries, but like, you know, a lot of, a lot of time later on. And maybe possibly with some inbreeding that it may have possibly happened. Maybe they start looking a little bit different. Uh, they may have adapted more to being down in the dark. Um, right. So they look a little bit physically different. But, you know, the native whispering that people hear when it comes down to these caves, I feel like it go hand in hand with these goblins slash, you know, Kentucky hobgoblin, whatever you want to call them. Um, right. Because I think it's possible that, you know, they, they spoke the native language. People talked about them like they did. So it's like it would make sense that if you're hearing native whispering, that it could just be these things. It could be just the moon-eyed people rather than just it, unnamed it goblins. It definitely could because Kentucky and Tennessee have a lot of caves. Um, the Mammoth Cave, for you know, that is so huge. They're still finding new portions of it. 
and you know, it's they say it's been you know totally explored, but every year they're finding new areas of it. And so these cave formations that are underground, um, there's so many different areas of them and people aren't down there 24 seven. So yeah, something can lurk down there. And, you know, from their point of view, looking at these rock formations and the crystals that they form is every dragon's dream. You know, it's a treasure cave, but they're not the treasures that we would find valuable, but they find them valuable. So, um, you know, these are just, you know, part of the, part of the adventure of, you know, traveling and, you know, going exploring that, you know, you find, you always have to keep your eyes open, your ears uncovered, no, you know, listening to headphone music or anything like that. Um, and it's always good if you have a good sense of smell. Um, and you never know what you will experience or find as you're traveling around. That's been, you know, something that I've, you know, taken to heart in the, you know, 10 years that I've been doing like travel writing and stuff like that is just to be open to exploring and seeing what you can experience. I mean, even considering the fact that these things could potentially only be three feet tall, they could fit into a lot of different right. areas that you have no idea oh, could even yeah. be in there. They could climb through little tiny holes, oh push God. a rock back into that yeah. spot, and you never even know that there was an entrance to like a whole village of these things down there. Oh, yeah. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Because there are so many nooks and crannies and yeah, anything um, like that could be down there and hiding and you would never know it. You could probably, because I'm sure that the coloration of their skin has developed so that it blends into their surroundings. So they could probably just stand very still and you would walk right past them and not even know that they were there. 
Talk about a weird cover-up. Everybody draws the Hopskinville Goblins like they're green, but actually the original reports, they mm-hmm. were like a grayish silver. So it's like they could completely fit in right. and there could be this whole narrative to like mm-hmm. cover up the colors let these things blend in because they know that they're there, but they're trying not to push people away oh, yeah. from the tourism in the area. <laughs> right. Right, because how freaked out? Well, most mainstream people would be freaked out, but they would get a lot of tourist dollars from paranormal investigators, cryptozoologists, like teams of them. Okay, here's my twenty dollars. Let's go, you know, and you know, just be down there exploring and looking for you know signs. Is anybody here? You know, with their equipment. And um, but I found, you know, just sitting there, sitting there quiet. Because once again, I'm I'm experiencing what's around me, and there was a really cool formation right in front of me from where I was sitting that looked like a dragon. So at one point, I said, "Hi, dragon, how you doing?" And was just you know seeing if I could hear my best friend in this tour guide, and I couldn't hear them anymore. And then to hear that gibberish off to the side of me and I like, I know that's not her and the tour guide because it doesn't even sound like English. I mean, if these things even potentially exist as somewhat of a fae being, there could even be like portal type entrances down there that are hidden everywhere that people oh, yeah. have no idea about that only activate when used properly. I mean, especially in Kentucky, they have all the quartz deposits and it seems like magnetism yep. plays a key role in opening these portals and they have all of these old uh, volcanic rock that's like a magnetized rock. Yep. Like who knows what could exist down there and it could just be a matter of walking into a certain area, playing a certain pitch or frequency and then all of a sudden a door opens, you stop playing that pitch or frequency and it closes and you have no idea they're even there in the first place. Well, that's why caves are potentially the best place to find paranormal activity because you've got the quartz to, you know, running through there. You have minerals like gold or silver that are conductive. You have water running through there. You have limestone running through there. All of these help amplify paranormal activity. And then when you think of, so like the mammoth cave in Kentucky, um, they have found prehistoric shark teeth in the mammoth cave, which means that that cave was underwater at one point. It means that there's a lot of things that have, before human beings even stepped on the continent of North America, there are a lot of different life forms that have lived in these cave systems, died in them, and for all we know, it could be the stone tape theory where they are just residual and keep living out their lives at different times. So what we're getting a glimpse of is their life perspective, but because of the minerals and the water and the contained aspect of the cave itself, it's like a memory bank and it's just replaying what the cave itself has known as its its existence. I mean, just a cool concept that I kind of dived into as far as that goes, like the way like an old VHS tape works is that it uses magnetism in order to display an image. And when you have these areas that they're highly magnetized, it could work the same way that it has like a recorded image 
within the magnetism that's created there. And it's almost like a v- VHS tape, but within a cave, like it's a fascinating concept. Right. And it just makes you wonder if a lot of these apparitions, different beings that people see are residual, like you said, or if they might actually be something that's still there, such as like the goblins slash possibly even moon eyed people. <laughs> right. Well, that, that is essentially the stone tape theory of a location that has a lot of mineralization of like quartz or limestone and water and whatever traumatic activities have transpired there are locked into that mineral content and just replay themselves over and over again. So, um, you know, that is definitely a working theory of what's going on there. Say, I uh, do you have any other experiences in these caves? These are always like my... I, I've been diving into this for over a year now, and it's one of like the most fascinating things to me. So whenever people have cave experiences or they've heard some awesome cave encounters, I always take the opportunity to dive into them. So that so um, this was that cave was my only caving experience this year, and the year before, um, me, my aunt, and my cousin went to a cave system down in Ohio um, Ohio caverns. Didn't have any paranormal activity there, but they kind of joked around, oh, because we said, oh, is it haunted? And they were like, ha, ha, ha. And we're like, <laughs> um, but that cave system, Ohio Caverns, has a lot more of the crystal formations um, from the slagtites and stalagmites forming um, from the water and mineral deposits forming and has a lot of water content. There's a lot of underground streams and um you know different uh areas that you know have a lot of water so um that one potentially does have some activity but there are some cool buildings as you like travel there that i'm like that's haunted that's got to be haunted <laughs> that, and like so um on our way back from mothman my best friend and I were actually driving that route that me and my aunt and my cousin took to go to Ohio Caverns. And I'm like, cause she's an empath and I'm like pointing at buildings that's haunted. She's like, yep, that's haunted. Yep. We passed this one building. She's like, Oh, that's haunted as hell. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's an armory. And she's like, I don't care. It's haunted. I said, we should see if we should investigate there. She's like, yes, we should. Um, so, you know, not a whole lot of different, um, you know, cave experiences. I try to go to like one caving event per year. Um, tried to talk my cousin into, cause my cousin, and I took a quick trip down to Kentucky, um, back in, was it early April? Um, because we were going to, um, rescue a dog. And then the person ended when we got there, the person had already sold the dog and, this was after driving eight hours in a thunderstorm. Might as well make the most of it while you're down there, I guess. Right. (laughs) So we're like, so we got down there and I'm like, okay, well, so we went to a couple of rock shops and I was like, Ooh, dinosaur world's right there. And he's like, dinosaur world. And I'm like, yep. And of course it's downpouring. So we just went into the gift shop and he like an hour and a half later, he's like, you know, it's an eight hour drive back. And I'm like, "Mm, but it's dinosaur world. He's like, it's an eight hour drive back. So, and plus we wanted to go to uh, Jungle Gyms, which is a really cool grocery store in um, Cincinnati. And I'm like, Mammoth Caves is down here. And he's like, it's an eight hour drive home. I'm like, fine. 
He's like, well, I said, I said, auntie and our other cousin like to go caving. He's like, we'll make another trip down here. So I'm like, okay. Um, you know, because basically the drive down there in the thunderstorm, um, the rain was coming down so hard. We could see maybe a car length in front of our car mm. and there were accidents everywhere. And I drove down there and he's like, that makes 16 hours that you're going to drive. And he's like, and you want me to drive for part of that? I said, when we get into Ohio, I'll let you drive. He's like, okay. Um, so it was, it was a missed opportunity, but hopefully I can get back down to Mammoth Caves and, and take a, you know, visit and explore some. I know that there's a bunch of different caves down there that are all connected to the save system. Um, you know, Mammoth Cave is the big one. And then I think there's Onyx Cave and Horseshoe Cave and a couple other ones. Um, but they are all connected. So, so next time I go down to Kentucky, I was planning on going into Mammoth Cave because I've done a bunch of research on there. And again, I've yet to actually make it to Mammoth Cave because half the time it's like I'll do the little roadside stops with the family and stuff. But yeah. unless I can get them to find something else that they're interested in, sometimes it's hard with the little ones to get into you know, actually do like investigations places, but maybe one day we'll luck out and both of us will be down there around the same time. Mm -hmm. We can go exploring Mammoth Cave together. <laughs> hey, that would be awesome. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, I, I want to bring it back up too, since we keep talking about uh, paranormal investigations. Um, what, what was like your, your favorite experience as far as like paranormal investigating? What's like some of the, like the most interesting places that you've been to and some of the oh, most interesting God. experiences you've had? So honestly, most of the paranormal activity that I've experienced are not in places that I would typically think were haunted. So one of the ones that I talk about frequently is I was up at Mackinac City at the public restroom. And this particular year, I think it was about five or six years ago, I had stopped there in June with my mom my miniature pincher and her German shepherd. Now her German shepherd was in the car with the AC on cause she's not very friendly. And I had my min pin out walking around with her and took her into the public restroom into the big stall. And then we were back on the road for Minnesota. And so a couple months later, I am headed back from my Paracon and I had stopped there to, I had like a grocery list of things that everybody wanted from Mackinac City. So pasties and um, which are meat filled turnovers for people who don't know. They have like meat, potato. It's a Michigander carrot, thing. Think, <laughs> it's a Michigan thing. It's a Uper thing. Um, Saltwater taffy, fudge, all that good stuff. And so I had stopped there and I was like, oh, I'm going to use the restroom first. Because in Mackinac City, there's not a whole lot of public restrooms. Yeah, it's all you, you got to pay to go into restaurants and stuff, unfortunately. Right. There's like so there's, one, I think, in the center, one, and that's about it. <laughs> there's one at the Welcome Center, and then there's one at the end of like the tourist um, shops and restaurants um, right before you get to Schiffler's, um boat, you know, ferry. So that was the one that I went into. So I go into that same exact stall. And when I get up to leave the stall, as my hand is on the door, a voice loud and clear says, what? 
no puppy this time. <laughs> to which I start to respond, no, she's at. And then I'm looking around like, okay, where did that voice come from? Because there's nobody else in the bathroom. Every single one of the stalls was empty. There had been nobody who walked into the bathroom, nobody who walked out. There was no speaker system in the bathroom. I walked out of the bathroom. There was nobody even around the vicinity of the bathroom. Not to mention, I don't live in Mackinac City. I live about four and a half hours south of there. So there shouldn't have been anybody who would have recognized me. And yet something remembered who I was and that a couple months ago, I had a little dog that I brought into the bathroom with me. So I'm friends with Todd Clemmings, who does all of the uh, ghost tours on Mackinac Island. And so I finally, you know, the next year at my Paracon, I'm like, Todd, I got to tell you about this experience. He's like, well, it could have been the ghost from here or the ghost from there or the soldier from here. I'm like, Todd, that's not the point. The point is it remembered me and remembered my dog. And his, his response was, well, she is a really cute little dog. And I'm like, <laughs> true. Um, so that one, that one was one that I could not explain. Um, another one that I um, experienced, which was actually experienced by me, my aunt, and my cousin. We were down at the Monroe County Historical Museum, which used to be General Custard's home. And we were walking around inside the museum and we came upon a statue of Abraham Lincoln, a bust of him. And my aunt asked my cousin, do you recognize who that is? And there was a long pause. And just before I said Abraham Lincoln, a very prim and proper older female's voice said, that's Mr. President Lincoln right there. And we all looked at each other and immediately turned around, walked up to the guests because my aunt and my cousin used to be like my paranormal investigating partners. And we were actually going to the battlefield near there to see what we, you know, if we could pick up on anything. We walked up to the, the front desk and we we're like, hi, so is this place haunted? And the woman was like, rolled their eyes and she's like, yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Custard. Mrs. Custard likes to make her presence known, and you're not the per first people to experience her. I said, well, um, yeah, she she just, like, you know, answered one of our questions. And she said, oh, yeah, she, she will follow women into the women's bathroom, dressed, you know, she's in her period clothing, and they think it's a impersonator or an actor. And they, you know, we always get the compliment of, oh, your historical actors are so accurate and answered so many of our questions about General Custard and his family. And we're like, she's like, yep, because that's Mrs. Custard. And of course she's going to know that information. Um, so that was a really unique, interesting uh, experience. Um, and I would say one of my um, two most recent experiences were I was at the Randolph County Asylum. Asylum. And I was down in the basement where the um, kitchen is with all the, the deep freeze and um, or the walk-in deep freeze cooler, all the ovens and everything. And 
I could hear something messing with the locking mechanism on the freezer. So I asked if anybody was there and the clicking stopped. So there are all these hemnals sitting out on the um, metal tabletops. And I said, oh, do you like singing hemnals? I said, um, tell me if you know the name of this hem. So I started um, singing a few verses of um, this hymnal and got no response. So I asked, and I'm, I'm not going to say the word because it'll disrupt our, our podcast, but I asked G-O-G-G-L-E for the, you know, the name of the hymnal. And what response came back was, you cook pork at 350 degrees for 40 minutes, then prepare it with sauce. Um, and of course, the device that I used to record with my phone is what I was asking the question with. So it wasn't recorded. And I'm like, this always happens to me. Um, <laughs> hmm. So I... I asked it the, the same question again, and this time it came up with the correct name of the hymnal and the lyrics to the song. And it was like, so I'm trying to process it. I'm like, well, okay, this is two days before 4th of July. And my theory is that the paranormal spirits have watched us living human beings use these devices in our hands to ask questions to record with, to do so much with that I think that they sometimes use our phones to get information too. So I think that whatever spirit was present down there wanted to know how to cook cold pork That's and just took, just took the opportunity to use my phone to do that with. Because of, how else would it, how else would my, my phone, which is always very accurate, misunderstand asking for the name of a hymnal and the lyrics to it to how to cook cold pork? <laughs> That's such a weird thing to think about. Like, it almost makes you kind of wonder if, like, ghosts eat, like, ghost food or something you know what i mean like if if they got yeah. some form of that or if it's just a matter of like an energy drain or if it's just a matter of like you know they just want to do it for the sake of doing it for fun if somebody really enjoyed cooking possibly like i wonder what like right. the connection well, is I, with the I other side in, on that i was in the kitchen area which is the you know they say that the cook that was there she was mentally slow and had pretty much just become the cook for the facility for the rest of her life while she was there. So maybe, you know, with them putting hymnals in there and maybe taking out her cookbooks, she didn't have access, but maybe she's able to ask people's, you know, phones how to do that, how to cook different dishes. I mean, if they're able to energy drain, I wonder if they have some way of like communicating with it without you even realizing it. Because obviously they have some type of like electric, mag electromagnetic like frequency right. that they're able to interact with. So just a weird thing to think about. I haven't actually heard an experience like that before. Yeah, it was it was a new one for me. It was like, 
That's not what I asked, but wow, that was a interesting experience. Um, now my phone is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, the other one that I would say would be interesting, but I'm no longer part of the team that I experienced it with. And the location is no longer available because it, um, it burnt down. Um, it was the Paranormal Cafe um, in Winchester, Indiana. But I was in the basement area, and in all levels of the building, there was different members of the team. The next level up from us was another two members of the team, and I was doing the shave and a haircut. Knock, 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 but I wasn't doing the, I wasn't doing the last two. And I was asking the spirit to respond, and we weren't getting anything so we got bored we went back upstairs like right after that and our two teammates on the next level are going crazy they're looking everywhere like what's going on they're like we keep on hearing something go tap tap <laughs> and they were they were going through everybody's stuff they're like we can't find out what's making the tap tap i said oh so kind of like knock 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 she's like really i said <laughs> Yeah, I was asking it to complete that, you know, you know, knocking sequence with the last two, you know, knocks. She's like, that's what we were hearing. I said, yeah, I did it a couple of times. So like, yeah, it did it a couple of times up here. So that was an interesting situation. Well, I say that was a really, really cool one. It reminds me of, uh, I'm sure you've probably seen Roger Rabbit with that shape and a haircut. Yeah. Toot, toot, and he can't help himself, but he has to do it. So, I mean, it's really? it's one of those things you can get the paranormal side going that you can't not finish the sequence. Like, you have to. It's like it's instilled right. in the in the human consciousness. <laughs> right. And it was like, oh, we're not going to answer you down here. We're going to go upstairs and do it. And it's like, really? Really? So, you know, I'm wondering if it was knocking on the on what would be our ceiling, but their floor for that level and was responding that way. I don't know. Um, but it was interesting none the least, you know, to experience. Cause we were like, Oh, we're not getting anything down here. And then we walk up and like, they're going crazy upstairs. Like, where is that knocking coming from? We're like, you mean like this? Knock, 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 knock. Yeah. That we're like, Oh yeah, we know what that was. <laughs> well, could you explain it to us? Well, yeah, we were doing shave and haircut. So I wonder if it's one of those things too that you hear hear about a lot with the paranormal that like if a building was set up differently that on the paranormal side they're still seeing like the old setup to the building so it almost makes you kind of wonder mm -hmm. if maybe it was like a sunken floor so maybe like in their ghostly realm they were on the same floor as you doing it but because well, of the, the new the setup to the building it might be a little bit different. Well, the interesting part about the paranormal cafe is before it burnt down, they were doing restoration to it and they um part of the floor going into the lower level had collapsed so that might have opened up a you know a dimensional you know um flow for the spheres that were on one level to go up to the other level and then come back down to the other level um so once again we you know that's something that we probably won't ever be able to understand now because the building is no longer there for us to go and investigate in. Um, but it was, you know, some very interesting activity, none the least. Say when it comes to uh, like places like that, for example, 
And anytime you anytime you start stirring our stuff around anyways, you're going to have more ghostly activity anyways. Mm -hmm. So it's like anytime, especially when it's a paranormal place, you start moving stuff around, you're going to have a bunch of stuff kick up. So I mean, like who knows what could have been on the other side that was starting to pop out and become more active just even just off of that, just plain and simple, just right. just the restorations. And we had so um, part of our trip to West Virginia um, was we went to the Scott County Jail um, in Tennessee, which is very haunted. And um, the spirits immediately started talking to my friend. But we would be in one part of the jail and we would hear footsteps in another. Now, all members of the of who was there were accounted for. Um, and Sully, the little cat that lives there, was definitely not wearing boots and walking around. So we were hearing that. Then we were hearing like the different um, locking mechanisms on the jail cells you know, making noise. And there were several times where my friend would ask a question and I would hear the response in my ear before she got it. And I would say, you know, the person's name and she'd like be, yeah, that's, that's who they were talking about. So we had a lot of activity there, um, which was, you know, what they, you know, are very known for at that jail um most jails are haunted i will tell you that um a lot of pain of and misery is, yeah most of the historical jails that i have been to i have always gotten some type of experience from um there was the sixth precinct up here in michigan that i you know toured it with um a couple of investigators and had experience in it's um unfortunately uh ken who was restoring it passed away so it's not currently a a open building for investigations anymore um the point um crown point jail down in indiana which um is famous for its escapee uh at the time because uh he stole the sheriff's car um <laughs> Uh, Dillinger. Um, so, you know, it's that one was interesting because we were, me and my best friend were in one part of the jail by ourselves. She was in the cell and I was standing outside taking a picture and you see the outline of a man coming behind her. And this was with my cell phone that I took the picture. So, there was no like false negative or anything with the film or with the lens, any of that. So we can see an outline of a man going, you know, up behind her and she's like, Oh yeah. And she was making contact with um, one of the inmates who was in there as a murderer. And she knew exactly what he had done. And how he had killed people. And um, I always take peppermint with me when we're going ghost hunting because peppermint is protective. And if you're having a paranormal attack or something trying to attach to you, put a peppermint in your mouth. Start, you know, sucking on that. Get it into your breath. Breathe it out. That will strip away that attachment. And so I always take it because she's an empath. So made her put a peppermint in her mouth, made her put a peppermint in her tea, sent her down to, uh, you know, 
take a break. And so she was talking to the, to the, the person, you know, who's in charge of the building. And she was like, so can we play a round of, you know, uh, truth or, you know, consequences? And the woman's like, sure. So she's telling her, you know, what she, you know, experienced. And the woman's like, yep, we don't tend to tell people that information because it can get quite graphic and some people just get turned off and, you know, don't want to do the investigation. And she said, but no, you're, you're 100% right on what you experienced. That's, that is how he murdered them. And we're pretty sure he buried one person alive because he thought that he had killed them, but then they suffocated underneath the ground. That's even worse than getting killed in the first place half the time. Getting buried is yeah, like one of the most instinctual human fears that there is. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's always um, it's always fun when I, I take her with me because it's like, okay, now I get the inside story. Now, you know, um, we just walk around and like when we were at Scott County Jail, um, Miranda and Chris were just like, okay, go for it. And so she's like, I'm picking up on this person and this person's talking to me and there's this really tall guy. And they said, well, that's the sheriff and that's two of the inmates who were killed here. And she's like, okay. So she's telling them their whole story and what was going on and everything. And they're like, okay, you know, details that weren't released to the public and that, you know, we don't really, you know, give out to the public. And she's like, because they're telling me all this. And so it was just really, um, cool and you know i just sit back recording everything so that when i do the the story on it later i have all the information correct i have you know what everybody said correct um but then you know i will start to hear things or see things or something will start communicating with me um and then i have to become interactive in the process so it's always interesting for me it's usually i will see them or they will talk to me out loud. And it's always when I don't have anything recording that they do it. So of course, um, for those of you that think paranormal investigating or cryptid investigations are so easy, why don't we get in, you know, in evidence? Uh, because they're intelligent and maybe they don't want to be recorded. Just like a lot of people <laughs> in general. Right. Right. So, you know, there's a reason why we don't always get the evidence that we talk about that we've experienced because when you're just walking into a building and something's like, hey, 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 I'm over here. And you're like, I don't have my stuff set up yet. It's like, too bad. <laughs> Never hear anything else the rest you know? of the night. <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, we've just barely scratched the surface on the paranormal stuff. And I know that you have a bunch of different stuff that you dive into. So we're definitely going to have to uh, come back to it sooner rather than later, because I feel like I could have you on the show 10 different times. We could probably have a totally different conversation each time. Probably. Yes. Yes, definitely. We could. And this has been a lot of fun. So we're definitely going to have to set something up ASAP to get you back on so we can get into cryptids and everything else. We'll have to just each episode. We'll just have to cover a different, different aspect of the 40 and research, uh, different tiers of it you know <laughs> yeah, of course yeah. that would be awesome yes we can do that <laughs> but uh before we start wrapping it up for today of course um i always like to leave with uh words of wisdom so if there's any words of wisdom you could bestow on the listeners what might it be so this is a quote from um bob marley and it's 
and I quote it right, live the life you love and love the life you live. I might've gotten that backwards, but that is something that I definitely try to embody. And that was my Yule cat um, <laughs> getting angry at my Yule dog. You got to have a new uh, sweater on, make sure the dog has a new sweater and then the Yule cat will leave him alone. <laughs> yes. Um, my Yule cat is silver in color. Uh, so um, she's not black, um, but yes. Um, so live the life you love and love the life you live and always be curious out there. Ain't that the truth? That's some perfect words of wisdom. And uh, for anybody that wants to come and find all of the different fascinating stuff you do, I want you to let them know again where they can come and find you on the internet and they can come and find all your work. Sure. So on Facebook, you can find me under Shatan Noir, S-H-E-T-A-N Noir, N-O-I-R. You can find me um, on Facebook. I'm not, I have an Instagram account. I'm not very active on it. Um, you can find uh, all of my books and publications under either Shatan Noir or Squatch GQ. And website-wise, if you Google either Shatan Noir or uh, Squatch GQ, you will find links to uh, all the events I do, all the publications I create, and all the uh, podcasts that I do. Well, I really, really appreciate you making the time to come on today. And I'm really, really looking forward to next time because this was a lot of fun and I'm sure it'll be even more fun next time. Oh, well, I enjoyed being on tonight and I can't wait till next time. If you guys enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review or rating for the show on iTunes or Spotify or whatever other podcatcher that you use. And uh, if you think there's anybody specifically that would really, really enjoy this episode, don't forget to share it with those people. And uh, of course, if you guys leave a five-star review, I will read on the show, give you guys a big shout out. And uh, if you guys just want to make a comment on an episode, don't be afraid to shoot me a message. I absolutely love getting those messages from you guys and interacting with you. But again, you guys got to break the ice because I don't know who you are, but you know who I am. So shoot me a message. Let's get something going. Let's become friends because I love all you guys out there and I appreciate you guys listening to the show. And if anybody wants to report an encounter, like I said in the beginning, no matter how big, no matter how small, no matter how weird, no matter how unweird. I don't know. I guess any kind of weird experience is definitely weird. But anyways, get a hold of me in some way, shape or form, uh, because I'd love to talk to you guys about it, uh, investigate it, talk about it on the show. But we, we can figure that out. So you send me a message. Even if you guys want to keep it just between us, I would absolutely love hearing those experiences. And you guys can report that to OMM encounter reports at outlook.com or go to the link tree. And there is a specific submission form for that off of all of the different link trees that I have. And if you guys want to get a hold of me for any other reason whatsoever, you guys can do so through increase of our reality outlook.com or across social media, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, whatever, whatever it is, just get a hold of me in some way, shape or form. Or you guys can go to the link tree, fill the submission form. That's all the way at the top, not the report and encounter one, but the other one, there's two different ones, of course. And uh, like I said, just get a hold of me in some way, shape or form, because I'd love to talk to you guys. And uh, everything that I mentioned is all available on the link tree, which is available down in that show description. And with that, hope you guys enjoyed the conversation and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.